You're listening to the Smartest Podcast. We are smart as My name is Justin Lon Carrick. And I'm with Joe Seiler. <laughs> Your voice is so good today. It's Nary, so have you been introduced good. that way before? <laughs> oh my goodness, it's so good. I commented last week on the season finale of season one. I commented on how you you know you like to change up the intros every now and then, but this was <laughs> it's pretty extreme. For a season premiere, you pulled out all the stops. All the stops. I sound like a Simpsons character. <laughs> no, I am. Uh, I can lower it down a bit sometimes, but. It comes and goes, so be wary, listeners, that we may end up. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh every this time. Is gonna be a train every wreck. time your voice just kind of <laughs> drops out. I'm just, I'm just gonna laugh. Oh my hey, god! Hey, I got a question for you. So, um, as usual, we're, rec- we're recording on a Thursday. We are. <laughs> uh, seeing as your wife and and everything is in the you know into the royals and all that, are you guys on Queen Watch? Yes, we uh, we we were watching breakfast television this morning, and we saw the news, and uh, of course, yeah, like I don't know exactly what's going on as of now. We're, we're still kind of waiting for more news. They just say she's obviously in medical care, and I love that you say you we're waiting for more news. Like the royal family's going to call you up and be like, uh, "Hey, just so we just want to keep you in the loop." I'll tell you what the flurry of things going on in our family is right now. Yeah, my mother-in-law hates. Uh, Megan Markle, like with a passion, like so just funny, the worst person on the planet, such uh, a polarizing figure for no reason, no reason whatsoever. I mean, what, what she believes is that this person was a Royal climber, like trying to find the Royal yeah, yeah. to marry and then eventually marrying and like trying to be a Royal and wants to be a princess. And it's very, you know, it diminishes the, the whole situation there. She's, she hates Megan Markle, hates Megan Markle. Uh, and so the flurry of texts back and forth relate to the fact that there's a there's a headline saying Megan and Harry are on their way to Scotland right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, what we're know, doing. I, I learned about it this morning and, you know, just thought, you know, I'm like, oh, curious. You know, I like to keep up to date in some of my news stories mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. someone brought it up. I was like, all right, let's see what's going on. They've got like one of the TV stations on their website has like the live feed outside Buckingham <laughs> just Palace. Just a picture of a, of a window. It's, it's, it's like <laughs> two like armed guards yeah just standing out front chit-chatting whatever <laughs> hey how's your day going yeah, yeah let's just bad. sit and watch that all day that's all it is i mean they're not even at buckingham palace right now no, right? they're in scotland <laughs> right? you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like why are we seeing that is it like the pope when they choose a new pope this white smoke goes in the yeah, air like, i don't know what's going on there i have no idea i suppose they're waiting for if something goes on the flag going i don't i don't know what the process is for announcing that because you gotta well, remember this woman has been the queen died seven years 70 years it's crazy <laughs> yeah so so you know hey we're all kind of keeping our eyes on that and by the time you listen to this episode who knows you know we may know more if you can this make whole it past episode. the ridiculous intro and you've this, made it yeah. this far <laughs> oh my goodness i feel like i should do this whole show as justin <laughs> and joe <laughs> Everyone knows how to get it. <laughs> and when you hear that bell, Bing! <laughs> it's time to move on.
That sounds, when I said that right there, it sounded like I was reading one of those stories. And at the sound of the chime, <laughs> it's time to turn the page. Oh, so good. Oh, well, boy. Let's, so let's here we go. It. Season two. Let's get to it, Justin. Excuse me. Um, uh, so uh, everybody knows the rules by now. We're going to give ourselves a few minutes per story. And when you hear that bell... We move on, and we've got a few. We've decided to focus a little bit on some of our previous week's uh, entertainment because I've been, you know, in bed quite a bit, and um, ultimately I've been binge watching some stuff and uh, some documentaries in particular that I'd like to talk about today because they're pretty freaking fantastic. And that's and that's one good thing about listening right here to the smartest fuck podcast you're gonna uh, learn some shit you're you're gonna learn and, and we're gonna give you some recommendations on some documentaries to watch that's one thing that we could say we've done consistently throughout the entire first 31 episodes yes consistently we've given you good all the way back to the tinder swindler good old tinder swindler oh god what started. happened to my voice there cleared it out yeah. Yeah, it, got dark, it got deep for a second i may have I to like go it. deep for this one all right let's talk so the first one I wanted to talk about was uh, the girlfriend that didn't exist. Oh, good old Manti Teo, uh, college football superstar phenom Manti Teo out of uh, Hawaii uh, was playing for Notre Dame. In fact, God told him to choose Notre Dame and uh, ultimately uh, developed a relationship with someone online on Facebook that he thought was a girl. Have you have you heard the whole story in the background yet? I don't really don't know of how much I want to give away. I've heard some of it um, because I remember when this happened. Yeah, I remember crazy. when this happened. So yeah. But the sad part about this whole thing is this poor guy got his whole entire career ruined because of this. And if this story is as they say it is, because you have to remember a documentary is typically factual, but usually there are opinions, you know, in the documentary as well, and so. You know, I watched this kind of like with a grain of salt going, okay, if this is all real, I feel horrible for this guy. Like genuinely. So, so talk about it a little bit. Right. I mean, you can, you can give the plot away right. and, and talk a little bit about it. So Manti goes online and he gets a friend request on Facebook in the early days of Facebook or like way back in the day around 2011, 2000. No, when was this? This was about 2015. I think it was 16. Yeah. Maybe. what? It wasn't that it wasn't long, that long ago. ago. And he, uh, he gets a friend request from a girl. They start chatting online, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And they develop a, quite an intimate relationship with each other online. And she lives across the country, and he lives up in Notre Dame at this point, and he's going to school up at Notre Dame. And um, ultimately, he falls in love. And the whole crux of the story, because it's not like a, any kind of secret now, is that at some point, his grandmother died into the, the college bowl season where he they were in the championship game. His grandmother died. And like within like six hours, this girl who he was talking with online, who he'd never met in person also died, but he claimed that this was his girlfriend. Like he treated her like a girlfriend and he, he sort of leveraged that grief into one of the greatest games and helping them win the college championship. Yeah. And ultimately leveraged that into um, being nominated for the Heisman trophy, which is one of the top trophies in college, uh, like for individual yep. player trophies and yep. didn't win, but ultimately like, just to be there on the stage is pretty amazing. And, uh, and then the, it broke that this, uh, this person online was kind of fake and sorry, just had to cough and didn't want to cough right in the mic there. 
Thank you. I have a cough button. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, they so, finally get to use it. Yeah, I know. A couple episodes, I just like vomited into the microphone and I didn't use it. And this episode, I just... <laughs> so anyway, so long story short, the world just jumped all over this guy saying that he was fabricating this whole thing in order to get his... His, uh, his his trophy and the, and the, uh, the Heisman Trophy and all these things and all the votes for that because it's all, you know, reporter-based. And, and it turns out he, he, wa- he wasn't fabricating it. Now, if this documentary is to believe, be believed, which I, I put merit behind it yep. and the people that have created this, um, you know, this girl was actually a dude who was who was uh, like a trans like trans girl and wanted to be wanted to be a girl didn't know where she, he or she fit into the world and just started having this other life as a girl online because that's how he felt and so oh this is bad I'm sorry about the coughing that's crazy and so um, ultimately uh, she's yeah she really ruined his life and uh destroyed his career because he could have been gone higher up yeah and and the, the key component is he goes into the nfl and instead of being manti teo who had the world at his at his feet and could do anything on the football field he was manti teo afraid to make a mistake because he would be ridiculed and and destroyed and pulled down it was just a totally different attitude and from from an athlete perspective that's a whole different perspective that can and- ruin you you have to remember, Menti Tail went to one of the most highly prolific schools in college football, Notre Dame. Like, that's huge. You have a spotlight on you, and it's going into his draft year. And he and helped bring them back from the depths of losing a couple of losing right. seasons, which was unusual for that team. Now... Like he ended up getting drafted, but like you said, he could have gone much higher than he did. He ended yep. up getting drafted. And I mean, you see the quotes from his teammates, so right? Like, you know, he came, you know, he came to work every day uh, and worked like a pro, wore a smile. You'd never know how bad that this whole thing affected him. And it did affect him. Like, I mean, I, I'm sure you see it in the documentary mm-hmm. kind of how much that would affect him it would affect i think anyone because then it also becomes kind of like you know it it's a meme that lives on yeah no it's it's literally online. the difference between playing your heart out for and not worrying about the consequences and understanding the game and and having the power to do that and playing scared yeah, which is that's the difference because he was afraid of the next meme. He was afraid of making a mistake and being cut, right? Because he was on the edge at that point. It's yeah, a whole like different there's, feel. There's a meme on the um, on the internet that's it's it's just an empty seat and it says Mante Manti Teo's girlfriend, and that just <laughs> yeah. and that yeah. just lives online, right? So yep. and look, I'm not gonna lie, I'm the guy that likes to watch catfish. That's a fun show to watch. <laughs> it's a fun show to watch. It, you I know, never it watched better. it, but I know the concept. Oh, man. Yeah. I used to watch it. They've turned it into a, like a podcast now. So now it's like, you know what? I'm driving in the car. Let's listen to a quick 30 minutes of catfish. Nice. And let's see Let's see who's catfishing who now. So, uh, <laughs> But it sucks, and it did ruin his career. Check out that documentary. It's called... It's called Manti Teo, uh, the girl who ne- or the girlfriend who did not exist. I think is what the exact title is. And you can find that on Netflix. On Netflix, that so one. So make sure. So check that one out. Actually, the next 
two are also on Netflix because it's just uh, actually all of them today. All are on of Netflix. these today. <laughs> it's a, uh, this episode sponsored by Netflix. Yay! You know, I'll take and a free we'll, subscription. We'll be waiting for our check in the mail, right? Yeah, right. I'm, I'm sure, sure that's on its way. Might be delayed. Uh, so let's hear what else Justin has watched while laying in bed. I highly enjoyed, and I partly enjoy a lot of these because they're very relevant to me because they happen during my lifetime. Uh, remember Hold on, we just learned something. Did you get catfished? I didn't say it happened to me. I mean, the things happened oh, in my lifetime. <laughs> I thought they happened to you. I was like, no. hold on, let's just stop everything and let's listen to Justin's story no. now. Anyway, Although I will, I will admit this. I do remember a friend calling me up one day and going, hey, dude, come on over. And I said to him, and I paraphrase, I can't. I'm meeting a girl online. And it was a, and I don't, like, this was back in the early 2000s, late 90s. I don't know exactly it was, it was, I, I just, it was, I'd never met her before. It was just this weird relationship online where we talked back and forth. Same idea. Like, like Probably a dude. House. We were both Probably dudes. Probably a dude. <laughs> That's it. All um, right. Number two. Number two. Uh, the Woodstock train wreck. Oh boy. Right? This is about Woodstock 99 too. Woodstock this is not 99. like Woodstock, Woodstock 60s. This is Woodstock 99. And we're both like, I mean, you're late teens at that point, yeah, right? 19. And I'm early 20s mm-hmm. uh, at that point. But, you know, we're in the same same kind of zone. I remember a little bit about this. But tell us the story about what is this documentary about? Well, it just seems like since the very beginning of Woodstock, they've never been able to get it quite right. Right. And, and just like every, they did three, right? They did not. They did the original one. There was one in between. And then there was 99 or am I missing? No, that? I think was there was just one 99? after 99. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so they just haven't been able to get it right those few times to the point where they've got water problems they've got crowds crowd management problems they've got pricing problems because you're bringing in young kids in the 90s and you're charging them 10 bucks for a bottle of water like it was just crazy like the whole thing they tried to create a situation where they could make money off of woodstock which they shouldn't not like they should make money i get that but they did it in such a way where they cut so many corners that um excuse me that they that they left so much out there to be completely out, like out of control out of their right. control and yep. and like it almost stemmed from right off the hop all the food vendors were like third third party outsourced yep. to another company so they completely lost control of that right off the hop that's the first thing you're going to walk into is hey five dollars for a bottle of water $10 for a bottle of water and they can't do anything about it. Cause it's a third party. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and you've got kids, mostly kids coming in here. And I also think there's a good point made in the video where it was kind of an interesting time in music and in life where there was a lot of angst and a lot of things going on with these young kids and to shove these bands like corn and uh, what was the guy with Fred Durst? What's his band? Uh, Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. I mean, those the timing of those well, concerts, Rage Against the Machine was there too. Yeah, and the timing of those guys, and those guys knew how to move a crowd. Hey, did oh, you yeah. watch this documentary? So I'm partway through it. Yeah, and let me let me talk to you about like one of the reasons they said they did this concert. The promoter that put it on said, "Okay, look, 
the 60s had their you know their peace movement and we wanted to make this kind of like a peace movement in the in the wake of the gun violence issues right in america i believe columbine had just yep. kind of happened yep so they said this is a great opportunity for us to do this here's the difference between the 60s and the 90s kids were a little bit different <laughs> so and if you did this show now it'd be even more different but the kids in the 60s were there for their peace and love festival yep and yeah were there copious amounts of drugs consumed at mm-hmm. the original woodstock sure were were there copious amounts of drugs consumed at this Woodstock? Sure yeah. were. Mm-hmm. But the kids at this mixed with some of the bands mm. that aren't there necessarily. I mean, look, I get the offspring doing the kids aren't all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I don't think it's not the right kind of music if you want that kind of festival. Now, I like a lot of the bands that were at Woodstock 99. Uh, but uh, the tragically hip was there. Were they? Yeah, I'm telling you. Google wow. it. All right. But it's funny, right? You see, you see some bands like like the Brian Setzer Orchestra was there. Yeah, which is cool because that was the cool thing about the original Woodstock too, right? They mixed it up. But like you said, when you watch Corn, get yeah. that the waves of this oh. crowd just moving. Insane, insane. So eventually. You know, basically, the whole place got torn to shreds. Mm-hmm. Like it the burned whole. to the ground practically. Now it was done at an airfield, an old airfield, like a um, yep, um, a military base, and and literally, like they they tried to really close it in so that you couldn't get in because the last one, the walls all broke down, and there was just people walking in and out, and they didn't they didn't appreciate that because they wanted to make money off of people. But uh, <clears throat> they were tearing walls down, burning everything, like it was insane. I've, I've never, I mean, this, it became like, genuinely speaking, they were driving through it on the last day after everyone has started to leave. And it looked like what I would imagine it would look like in an Iraqi city after a battle goes through there. Like, you know, like in a right. Middle Eastern, like it was destroyed. There was well, that's there what shit they said as, the, as they were driving through. They, they said, are we in Bosnia? Yeah, it was crazy. It was like just so insane to see that having happened so, there. By the way, you were right. There was one between 99 and 69, yes. and that was, in, that was in 94. I love that Sorry. I'm right. And I'm also quick, right because I just research. looked up that the Tragically Hip were on the East stage on July 24th, 1999. Yeah. It, it's Look, I, I was a festival guy. And this would, lineup, by the way, like you said, is amazing. Like Counting Crows, Dave Matthews, Rage Against the Machine. But uh, it's funny, Bruce right? Hornsby, because, Bruce Hornsby. Bruce yeah. Hornsby was there, along but with would, Ice Cube. But you, and Los you, Lobos but you on look the same at it, stage. Like, like <laughs> Jewel was there. Yeah. Like, like you know, Dave Matthews. Like, this is an all-star. You know, Sheryl Crow was there. So, I mean. Yeah. But then you've got Godsmack, yeah. Megadeth, Metallica, Buck Cherry, Corn, Limp Bizkit. You know, very different things. And, and I don't think the feel... Of the 99 concert was in the same vein no. as the 69 concert. But if you want to watch a train wreck happen, then you should watch the train wreck Woodstock 99 documentary on Netflix. It's, I mean, like I said, I'm halfway through it 
and it's it's nuts. So check it's that nuts. one out for sure. And the hardest part to swallow for me is the amount of sexual assault and abuse that went on during that. It's just incredible. It was just different, incredible. It was much different times. Different times. Um, so the last one I thought I'd talk about before I hand it off to you and your final. Sure. You've got the final one to, to say. I watched this insane documentary called Running with the Devil about John McAfee, who is the creator of McAfee. Everyone has a, um, a lot of people have a Windows computer and you see that McAfee thing that pops up on your computer, which is antivirus. He created that. And uh, at some point he went off the rails. Yeah, he did. Because he thought that because he was so smart and he could do almost anything with computers. Uh, he's the type of guy that could hack into anything. Yeah. Um, he believed that the government was after him. Um, that multiple governments were after him and it all really started when he moved down to the Caribbean Yep. and he ended up, his neighbor ended up getting killed by uh, like he gets shot in the face and because, so there was this whole thing that starts with John had a bunch of dogs that barked a lot and the neighbor hated the dogs. And one day he found a dog dead. And so John took offense, assumed it was the neighbor and went over to the, well, again, this is alleged, okay? Yep. Because they've never proven any of this, but this allegedly- This is also a Dateline episode, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. I've, so heard, the, totally. I've, I've, heard, the date, I've heard the Dateline yeah, episode of this, Yeah, it's crazy. Too. And so what happened was, is he goes over next door, allegedly, and shoots the guy in the face. And then the, the, the authorities in that uh, country, I forget which country it is now, because it's a few weeks ago since I watched it, but the authorities in that country- uh, are after him so he decides to hop on a boat and at the same time he hires this documentary crew to come down and document his entire life it's the most insane thing and they're like running from country to country Ill illegally in some cases they're trying to get like mafia lawyers to help them like get into countries and stuff they're getting chased by people they're getting arrested here and there it's if just you insane. If you like conspiracy theories... Oh, he is the original. This is a documentary you should probably check out. Because yes. John McAfee, everything was a conspiracy. Now, yeah. again, I know a lot about this story. I haven't quite yet seen this documentary. And it was on my list. And when you brought it up to me today, I said to me, that was the one. That was the one I was supposed to be watching. But this guy's full of conspiracies, thinking oh. the government's after him. And then at some point he makes a, you know, he makes a bargain to kind of meet with people to say, okay, let's, let's have a conversation. And that never happened. Yeah. And it's, he ends up in the United States running for president at one point. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's so crazy. It's the most insane story ever. It's, and, it's nuts. And I don't want to give away the ending too much, but even down to he's in a jail in Spain where he's been arrested for tax evasion. Yeah. And they extradite him to Spain and he's in this jail in Spain and he dies. He uh, hangs himself. Very Jeffrey Epstein like. Right? <laughs> and it's so, weird. so then his, his, one of his girlfriends who's being interviewed at the end and it's not really a huge giveaway. Cause if you Google it, you'll see all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, you can but, find uh, anything. Yeah. The, the girlfriend at the end is like, yeah, I like three weeks ago, I got a call from him. And meanwhile, he's been dead for years. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, yeah, what? it's pretty wild. It's I, just I, so look, wild. wild. This is a documentary I want to see. Look, this is a great fall viewing kind of preview, even though all of these things have been available for a while. So, but but yeah, this is a really good fall viewing the point of this, for you if you've got um, nothing better to watch. Well, the point of this is, you know how we all sit and scroll through this shit on Netflix and just yep. go, and eh, maybe not this time. Literally, press play on this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, you know who I sound like right now? Uh, tell me. Uh, who's the guy that used to do the uh, Super Dave Osborne is who I sound like right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can we shoot you out of a cannon in my headphones? And I'm like, I sound like Super Dave Osborne right now. We should shoot you out of a cannon and just see what happens. I'm very, (laughs) very curious. But yes, press play on on that documentary. Um, Another documentary for you to press play on. Yeah. If you're, see, I'm sorry, I'm taking over here, but you're going to. No, I love it. I can't talk, so go ahead. If you're a basketball fan, a shoe fan, or a hip hop fan, you know what the brand is and one is okay i I, I think eventually you started finding their shirts you know when when things are like way past their prime you start to find them at like walmart and stuff like that i'm pretty sure i got an and one shirt from walmart (laughs) or you see them in third third world countries but they they send them over to third world countries and one was they were a company that wanted to compete in the shoe market with nike all right nike had air jordans and and one was like okay we we want to compete we want to be a basketball company so they designed these shoes okay i'm just going to give the beginning and then <laughs> so now there there was a kid that was drafted stefan marbury starbury as as he his nickname went i used to love him he was a ball player except he he played for uh, georgia tech which i didn't like he's a good player but they signed this guy to an endorsement contract they said okay this guy's going to go this guy's got where he's going to be awesome, and we've got him to an and one contract. First game wearing his new and one shoes, guy wrecks his ankle. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we're done. <laughs> and one is done. Their <laughs> shoes suck. <laughs> so then they go, okay. Yeah, I haven't well, watched this one yet. We're screwed. So then what they do is, and this is what people would know of, they would know of the and one mixtape tour. And what they basically did is they got a whole bunch of like famous like street ballers from New York together. And they basically made this video of like this these street ball clips and put it to like hip hop artists, right? And this was huge. Like you'd get the and one mixtape and people would know about it. Everyone in the basketball industry kind of knew about it. And they started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And they started signing these signing these street ball guys to contracts to tour around and play these street ball games. Right? By the mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. if you're ever online, Google the Professor Streetball. This guy's awesome. So good. I've seen this but guy. It, it kind of lent itself to kind of becoming this huge phenomenon. And they did these these mixtapes and um, and they were video like VHS cassettes. Like they were VHS tapes. Like it was it was cool. And then what what ends up happening is um, you know, Nike takes aim. Right. Yep. <laughs> and as they said, as soon as Nike takes aim, forget it. And they basically and Nike once upon a time put a commercial together. That was a sweet commercial. And it's like not black and white, but it's a black background. And it's all these guys, NBA guys doing street ball moves. 
Right. Right? And the last one in it, Vince Carter <laughs> in the commercial. <laughs> now, Vince Carter, remember the dunk contest? That of course he I do. How could you every, not remember every, that? It basically put the Raptors on the map. Anybody that lives in Ontario or in Canada for that part of that matter knows what that is. <laughs> Probably the best dunk contest ever. Amazing. Anyway, he was wearing and one shoes. During the dunk contest? During the dunk contest. Wow. They're like, thank you for the free advertising. But then he signed with Nike. Uh, mm. But Kind of a smart move, but just saying. Nike took, Nike took aim at and one. And basically, then you start seeing kind of this go down. And then they talk about all of the different, you know, they were there. There was no rhyme or reason to what each street baller was getting paid in their contract. So it's like one guy would get like $30,000 more than another guy just mm. randomly. Um, so, so they talk about infighting there. And then they talk about how eventually they got to, you know, they said, we got to get out because we want to, we want to capitalize because we're going down. Right. We want to capitalize. Right. So they sold. Didn't tell any of the street ballers. Nothing. They sold. There was nothing else. And no money um, left. Like, just done. No, Who owns it, them now? Does Nike own them no, or something? No, it's been... Because it's I see the website is still there and they still make it, shoes. It's still around, but apparently it's been like... It's been sold, bought and sold like three, four times since then. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it's cool. If you're a, if you're a baller and a shoe guy, look, Justin, I know you're a shoe guy, right? Yeah. So they talk about shoes. Hey, did you ever have, uh, like, did you ever have Jordans or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, when I was like, a kid. Actually, my favorite shoes when I was a kid were those uh, Reebok pumps. I had remember when those I played, high, the pump I, on the, on I the played high school basketball in yeah, Reebok man, pumps. That's what awesome. I wore. I love it. Right? But, yeah. you know, it's because I couldn't afford Jordans. That's fine. Can I right. tell a quick? Uh, can I tell you a quick Jordan Do story? It. Yeah. So, my daughter's all about her jo- Like she loves Jordans, 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 Jordans. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna go out and buy you Jordans. Your feet are still growing. Yes. Like, like, and, and like. Jordans now, I said, I said, what are you going to do if I buy you a pair of Jordans? Like, I'm like, are you going to wear them to school every day? She's like, no. I'm like, well, what are you going to do with them? I'm going to put them on a shelf. What? Why? Well, so, then you might as well buy her big Jordans and let her so have I, So I can <laughs> flex? I'm like, flex? When we were kids, people who bought Jordans bought them to play basketball yeah. like Michael Jordan. Genuinely, yes. They didn't buy them to be like, hey, I got a pair of Jordans. Let me see them. They're on my shelf behind me. They didn't do that. <laughs> We're in the age of NFTs, my friend. But that's what I'm telling my kids. I'm like, guys, shoes are to be worn, you know? Yeah, but this is the same argument as you saying toys are to be played with. Which is correct. I agree. I agree with that one to some extent, halfway. But shoes, there's there's a market. Listen, I'll sell anything that there's a market for. Yeah, I know you will. Right? So if I can make some money, I've got... Don't tell my wife. I've got six pairs of shoes in my in my basement up on top of the shelf in boxes just sitting there. Why? Because at some point I'm going to put them online and whatever I paid for them, I'll make money on them. <sighs> I hope it's the what shoe- you do. I hope Your daughter shoe- is intelligent. I hope, the, I hope the shoe market takes a shit and you just have to give me a pair of your shoes. What size <laughs> are you? I don't know. Uh, my feet <laughs> may be bigger than yours. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I got pretty big feet. Uh, anyway, uh, check out the rise and fall of And One on uh, on Netflix. It's been a different kind of episode today. A little more laid back and a little more serious, but uh, how can you take anything serious with this voice? I know. This, this <sighs> is a joke. 
Anyway, welcome to season two of the Smartest Fuck podcast. Not every episode is going to be like this. I no. promise. This is just something we, I'm gonna we wanted to try. I'm going to get some down my throat. That was what I said. That. That's what I've been saying to people all week this week because this started a couple of days ago. And I said, you know, I've been in the hospital the last couple of weeks. Too many people shoving a bunch of stuff down my throat. Hey, oh, that's hey, what she oh. said. That's what she said. <laughs> and on that note, we're out of here for another week. We'll catch you next week, everyone. Yeah.